Yeah. I'm going to teach uh, today on Joseph, Jesus, and you. We've been talking for the last several weeks about the blessing and how we have something enormously available to us through Scripture called the blessing, capital B. Some people think the blessing is a house or a car or something like that. The blessing is capital B. The stuff, the stuff is the manifestation of the blessing, right. but the real blessing is Jesus and what He has promised you in, uh, in, in a relationship with God. That is capital B blessing. All the other stuff is small b blessing. Right. And there is an amazing blessing on Joseph. And uh, he was actually given three blessings. One was from his father, Jacob. One blessing was from Pharaoh, his master. And another blessing was from Moses, who came hundreds of years later, but prophesied. The Bible calls Moses a prophet. And he prophesied a blessing over Joseph. And these blessings actually apply to our lives. And I'm going to teach on that. There was so much information. What I decided to do was break this down into parts. So we're going to just uh, deal with Jacob's blessings first. Okay. But let me just say a quick prayer for, for everyone watching. All right. Father, thank you for this good day. Thank you for that uh, great song from Mary, Lord. We receive that, that it will resonate in our hearts, God, that you are great, that you are, you are always there. You are amazing. You are powerful. Uh, you, you, you're, not, you're not something to stick on the dashboard. It's not a bumper sticker. Right. It's not just if we can tune into somebody online or on TV. Mm -hmm. You live within us, Lord, and, and you have promised that you would never, ever, ever leave us. And so we walk in that promise, Lord. We receive the blessing over the many, many prayer requests that have come in through Facebook and, and uh, emails and private message. We receive, God, your blessing and speak it over the people who've, who've written in that cancers are cursed, that, that people are recovered from yes. strokes, yes. relationship difficulties are made right, finances come in, that the, uh, the offerings, the tithes that people have given were seed in the ground that you promised a harvest for. So we call financial blessings to come into people's lives that have put you first. And because they put you first, you said in your word that you would put us first. So we speak your blessing over everyone watching in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Ready for teaching? Yes. All right. Yes. I have to read a lot of this because it's huge. And if I just start going off uh, on my anecdotes and stories, we'll be here until <laughs> Valentine's Day. And we're just starting the new year. So I'm going to stick to my uh, teaching on notes pretty carefully. Perhaps the most loved and recognizable name in the, New, in the Old Testament, apart from King David, is Joseph. Uh, it's interesting, many times when I'll ask somebody, have you ever heard of Joseph in the Bible? Everybody just about has heard of Joseph. He was the favorite son of Jacob, who was betrayed. He was sold into slavery, and he arose to become the second most powerful man in the world. And this story in the Old Testament is a perfect example or uh, Bible scholars call them types, mm -hmm. meaning it's a, it's a perfect parallel. It's a type of Jesus. Mm -hmm. yeah. The name Joseph means in Hebrew, may Jehovah add and give increase. Yeah. What a wow, great name. If, if you've got a baby coming, name him Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> may God 
add and give you increase. Well, we know in the Old Testament that when he was sold into slavery and then he ended up being promoted, you just got to read the whole story if you're unfamiliar. Pharaoh gave him a new name, Zaphoneth Paneah. Say that three times fast. <laughs> Zaphoneth Paneah. And it's an old, uh, in the translation, they kind of lost the exact meaning of what the Egyptians meant by this, but they came pretty close. The educated guess means that it has something to do with God speaks and God lives. Now, if you think about what Joseph did for Pharaoh, this would make perfect sense. Because, of course, Pharaoh thought he was Ra, he was the sun god. They all worshipped things. They worshipped the sun, the moon, the stars. They worshipped all kinds of things, the Nile River and all that. And then when Joseph showed up with the answer for the salvation of the whole nation, Pharaoh renamed him because Pharaoh obviously was not a Hebrew. He was not a Jew. And so he gave him an Egyptian name, which means your God speaks and your God lives. What an endorsement, right? What endears millions of people to Joseph is because many people have experienced to some degree or another his life story. He was betrayed by his brothers, not strangers. Betrayal by strangers you get over in a day. Betrayal by your brothers, sometimes people don't ever get over it. Yes, that's right. He was promoted supernaturally. He was deeply loved by his father, which represents God in our story. His problems were redeemed by God and used to save others. And in the end, Joseph was honored and blessed beyond his wildest imagination. Now, I want you to understand this because this is a type of what God is saying is in store for you. Okay? The Bible in the New Testament, there's a verse that says, all these Old Testament stories were examples for us. These aren't bedtime stories. It's not to put your kid to sleep at night. These aren't just something, you know, that's got a little bit of a parable. Can we read into it something? The Bible says these stories were actually blueprints for us to live Mm -hmm. and to understand God's attitude towards us. Okay? So, if you've suffered a deep trauma... Maybe out of the blue, your wonderful life was turned upside down suddenly. Mm -hmm. Have you discovered that God has favored you? And no matter how dark the storm, God intended all along to bring you out better than before that dark chapter. This is the takeaway, okay? There's not going to be any mystery at the end of the teaching. (laughs) This is the takeaway. If you have been through something dark and terrible in your past, if you're going through a dark, hard season... You look at Joseph and you say, if I just look beyond my circumstances and I look at the heart of God, the motive of God, God said at the end, Mm -hmm. you got to get through this thing. Mm -hmm. At the end of that terrible season, that terrible chapter, God says, I have intended something for you that is great. Jeremiah said, God speaking, says, I know what I have intended for you and it's very good. It's not bad. And it's a welfare. Welfare doesn't mean Lone Star cards. In the Bible, welfare means benefit and blessing. God said, I intended benefit for you, not something awful. So if you're going through something awful, the key is keep going until you get through it. There's an end to this stuff. We've been studying a lot lately about blessing, how to receive them, how to accept them, how to look for them, and then how to enjoy them. Today we'll look at three blessings over Joseph by his father Jacob, his master Pharaoh, and the prophet and historian Moses, who also spoke a blessing over Joseph probably hundreds of years later. So it'll be part one, part two, part three. 
What were those blessings and how do we interpret for ourselves these blessings through Jesus? That's the key to everything. I was, <clears throat> I was looking through sermons, uh, uh, about 20 years worth of sermons, and I was purging. Can, can you all say purge? <laughs> I had so many papers. It, 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 it was absurd. So I'm just I'm throwing away all these sermons. And I noticed in every sermon, the, the point of the whole sermon was, where was Jesus in this? Yeah. You, you have a teaching, where was Jesus? You, you have a story, where was Jesus? You have a problem, where was Jesus? You, you get blessed, where was Jesus? Yes. He, he's, he's the center, he's the focus. The focus is not Pentecostal power. The focus is not grace. The focus is not prosperity. The focus is not anything. The focus is always Jesus. Right. When he becomes the focus, all this other stuff begins to make sense. Yeah. It all flows together and it will make sense. Yeah, that's good. So we're going to look today just at Jacob's blessing. This is what Jacob, his father, specifically prayed over Joseph. Okay? This is found in Genesis chapter 48 and 49. And I've chopped up all these verses, so I'm not going to list verse 1, verse 2, because... I'm, I'm just trying to bring this down to what's very germane for this point, but you can go through and read the entire text and context in Genesis chapter 48 and 49. So the Bible says, Then Jacob blessed Joseph and said, Let my name, Jacob's name, be perpetuated in them, talking about his sons. May they be worthy of having their names coupled with mine, and the names of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them become a multitude in the midst of the earth. Now, this is important. Jacob was proud to allow Joseph to merge his name with his own. Now, the reason this is important is because a lot of people go through life with an orphan spirit. They have an independent spirit, and the proof of that is they won't let their name, their reputation, their business their ministry, their career, they won't let it be coupled with anybody because they're so afraid of being hurt or let down or controlled that they live independent all their life. Yeah. It's me, it's mine. There's never an ours, there's never a we, it's always me and mine. That's one way you can tell if someone has an orphan spirit is if they have a fear of connecting and, and developing teamwork and sharing the, the spoils, sharing the stuff. If that is true, then it's signaling there's a wound, there's a hurt that needs to be dealt with. If you're a Christian, you've already merged your identity with Christ. The purpose with which the name Christian came about. Look at the name Christian. Christ, I-A-N. When you become a Christian, you are merged inseparably with Christ. And the cool thing is, the Bible says that God is not ashamed to call us sons and daughters. You would think, well, if you knew my life, you would be ashamed to call me, you know. And, and how unthinkable some people are ashamed to publicly talk about the Lord. When God Almighty says, I'm not ashamed to publicly talk about you. Wow. That's good. The Bible continues. And Israel said to Joseph, I've given to you, Joseph, one portion and the Amplified puts in parentheses one mountain slope more than any of your brethren, which I took, reclaiming it out of the hand of the Amorites with my sword and with my bow. This is amazing. Okay? Jacob's about to die. 
So he is, in an Old Testament fashion, he's reading his last will and testament to his children. There's no lawyers, there's no stuff going on. Jacob sits down and he, he's got all his family around his deathbed and he said, here's who, here's who gets what. <laughs> now, if you go through and read the whole story in Genesis, what he says to some of his sons is shocking. Talk about a wounded spirit. <laughs> With some of his sons, he says, look, you've been naughty your whole life. You're not getting anything but that can of spaghetti left in the cupboard. <laughs> and, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, that was his last words to that son. <laughs> so it's Joseph's turn and he calls Joseph over and he tells Joseph, listen, I'm about to give you my blessing, but I want you to know something. There is an entire mountain over here and you get the whole mountain. Now I fought for that with a sword. It was bloody, it was dangerous, it was difficult. I took that mountain away from the enemy and that mountain plus all your other stuff is only for you, Joseph. Wow. Wow. So here's a little research. Uh, one of my helpers, Christina, helped me on this. I said, go find out. Uh, actually, it was Mary and Christina. Both of them were helping me on this. I said, find out what Amorites mean because this mountain was, Jacob took it from a people group called the Amorites. Okay, so what does Amorites mean? The word Amorites, remember words and names have meaning in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Amorite means a sayer. Sayer, okay, a person who says. So prophetically, this blessing of land for Joseph was taken away from a tribe who were called speakers. Wow. Now, What's so important about that? Well, it's important if anybody has ever spoken a curse against you. Yeah. That's good. Have, yeah. have you ever had a curse spoken against you? Yeah. Let's say your dad was not the greatest man on the earth and uh, your mother, your aunt, somebody says, ah, oh, you're just like your old man. Mm -hmm. That's called a curse. Yeah, right, right. Um, you, you, you've gained weight and someone says, oh, you have such a pretty face. <laughs> Just call me fat. You know, come on. Um, the, the, those, those things are curses. When I was in school, I remember uh, my guidance counselor, he said, you don't have the brains for college. He said, just go get a good blue collar job someplace and, and, and hope for the best. If my counselor is listening, I have a doctorate. Okay. Appreciate the curse, but uh, Jesus reversed the curse. <laughs> Whoever has spoken curses against you is conquered in Christ and you have God-given rights now to say the opposite. Jacob conquered the speakers, the sayers, and he gave that to you. That's yours now. So now you get to say the opposite. You can say blessings over yourself. Yes, that's right. You're not destined to live out the way your family grew up. Even if you had a great family, you're still not destined for that. You can say because... Jacob gave you the mountain of sayers. Yes. You can say over your future whatever you want. Yes. Yes. Say over your business. Say over your family. The Bible continues. Joseph is a fruitful bough. A fruitful bough by a well, a spring or a fountain whose branches run over the wall. Now, here's a little symbolism that I read into this, okay? Most believers expect God to bless them within the confines of their spiritual life or their church life. But here, Jacob blesses Joseph 
and says his success and his fruitfulness will run over the walls. You can expect your blessings to move beyond the church walls and beyond the walls of your home. So take the blessings to your business. Lots of people, we, we compartmentalize. Yeah. We have our work life, and we talk a certain way in our work life. Uh -huh. We think a certain way. Uh -huh. And then when we go to our spiritual life, our vocabulary changes. <laughs> right? That's true. Yeah. Our, the way we talk to people changes. The way we dress changes. But, but here, what I understand is, Jacob tells Joseph, if you have compartmentalized anything in your life, understand that the blessing supersedes that compartment. So if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, then the blessing on you is the same as the blessing of the preacher. If you have a business selling antiques or a videographer or photographer business, it's the same blessing that comes on the guy who's got a 10000 member megachurch. Right. The blessings flow over. Yes. And so we don't have to compartmentalize any of this stuff anymore. Right. Uh, right. I, I, I've, heard, I've heard moms who stay home and raise their kids and every once in a while they'll, they'll, they'll have this thing inside where they'll just say, you know, I just feel like I'm, I'm just kind of useless for God. I just, I sit home and raise babies. Seriously? Adolf Hitler was a baby. <laughs> George Washington was a baby. Jesus Christ was once a baby. Don't, don't diminish that. Don't, don't kind of look at that like, well, I can't go out and do all these things for God. You are doing all these things for God in your house. And Jacob said, listen, this blessing overflows the walls. So you may have put up walls, but God said, I don't see those walls. The Bible says, skilled archers have bitterly attacked. This is Jacob speaking to Joseph. Skilled archers have bitterly attacked and worried him and they have shot at him and persecuted him. But his bow remained strong and steady and rested in the strength that does not fail him. For his arms were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob, by the name of the shepherd, the rock of Israel. This blessing from Jacob tells Joseph, tells you and I, no matter how severe the trial, no matter how many hits you've had, no matter how long persecution lasts, God will strengthen you and God himself will cause you to overcome every single attack. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not the little ones, not even just the big ones, all of them. Jacob continues, By the God of your father who will help you, the blessings of your father on you are greater. Now, get this. This is a really important one. The blessings of your father on you are greater than the blessings of my forefathers, Abraham and Isaac, on me, and are as lasting as the bounties of the eternal hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph, on the crown of the head of him who was the consecrated one, the one separated from his brothers, the one who is prince among them. So out of all of Jacob's sons, Joseph was the one who went through the most hell. Jacob now speaks a blessing and says, you are the prince amongst all of them. And this is absolutely amazing. Jacob said to Joseph, son, listen to me. You recall the promises God gave your great-grandfather Abraham. Think of every promise God gave your great-grandfather Abraham. 
Think of every single promise God made to your grandfather Isaac. Recall every single promise God gave to me, your father Jacob. And Joseph said, add those three together and your blessings are greater than the sum of all three of those blessings. He must have been doing cartwheels. He didn't just say after the storm, God promises you'll be back at ground zero so you can try to rebuild. Yes. And you know what? Why can't we do this today? Why can't you think about anything that your parents have ever talked about as a blessing? Mm -hmm. You know, they'll say, oh, my kids were real healthy, or yes, I've always had a good income, I've always had a good job, never been late on a bill. Just, just think of anything that was a blessing like that. You're, 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 you're sitting down talking to your mom, and she'll say something like, you know, Thank God I never had breast cancer because that ran in our family and I, it never touched me. Those are little blessings if you're listening yes, for them. That's okay? That's good. Then you find out about your grandparents if you can. Yeah. I found out some crazy, awesome things about one of my grandmothers who was a seer, S-E-E-R. She used to go into prayer and intercession and God would give her visions and show her things and then she'd go out and she was a sayer and she would speak blessings over people and uh, help them to come into the blessing and the fullness of God. My, my aunt told me all these things. My dad didn't tell me this stuff. My aunt told me all these things about my grandmother and she said everybody was scared to sin around her. <laughs> she, she didn't know what was going on. You look at your parents, your grandparents, and your great-grandparents, and you say, all of this in my world here on earth is mine and more. Yes. And most importantly, you look at what God has provided through Jesus Christ, because that is the ultimate yes. blessing of every generation. Yes. Okay? Ephesians 1.13 says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Every spiritual blessing. The blessing of having a pure heart, a pure mind, the, the blessing of being secure, the, the blessing of being loved whether you have two friends or 2,000, uh, the, the blessing of, of having your bills paid and prosperity is around you, the blessing of a healthy body. Every spiritual blessing. Yes. Hallelujah. is yours because you are united with Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Galatians 3.14 says, Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles. That's us if you're not Jewish. God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing that he promised to Abraham. Now, I'm going to do this fast, but this is important. Paul said in the book of Galatians, Through Jesus, every single blessing God gave to Abraham is yours. Yes. Now, if that is true, would it not be important to maybe figure out what the blessings are that were given yes. to Abraham? Yes. Was he promised a new car? A uh, new shiny donkey? What, what, what was Abraham promised? Because if we know what these promises are, then we've got a little bit of faith to go after him. Right. Let me show them to you very quickly. In Genesis 12, verses 2 and 3, the Bible says, speaking about Abraham now, this is the blessing God gave to Abraham. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. Now, this is important. When I read that, my first thought was, I don't care if I'm famous, so tick that one off the list. Who cares? Right. 
Okay? So it, it was almost like the Lord just kind of tapped on me and said, check that out because you, you don't know what you're talking about yet. So I went back into my little uh, Bible, what is that thing, the, the concordance thing in my, my Bible program, and I clicked on famous and it will give you the definition in, in the original language. Here's what famous means. Excellent, mm -hmm. increased, and nourished. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. No, I like those. <laughs> famous, I don't care. Um, nourished, yeah, yeah, yeah. Increased, yeah. yeah. Excellent, yes. This was the promise God gave Abraham. I will make you excellent, increased, and nourished, oh, so and you will be a blessing to others. Man, the greatest thing in the world is to be so blessed that you can be a blessing to others. Because the truth is, if you are blessed and you kind of have all this stuff for you and yours and yourself, it, it gets old fast. But when you get blessed and then you can start to bless others, life is worth living. God continues to Abraham. You will be a blessing to others and I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who treat you with contempt. Don't, don't, don't mess with Christians. Yeah. Seriously, don't mess with Christians. God says, you treat him with contempt, and God says, I'll spank you. Yeah. He's my son, he has my blessing, and you do not get to curse him. You do not get to treat them with contempt. Right. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So the favor and the blessing of God over your life is designed to be perpetual. It grows in time, and it carries over to each subsequent generation and everybody you have business or contact with. You in the business world, when you have a client, the blessing of God is supposed to affect you to the point that it affects them. Seriously. Because they hired you to do something, when that thing happens, and it happens an amazing, successful, happy transaction, and that person comes back and says, man, I just want to thank you so much. I mean, I've never, I've never seen such a good product or had this flow so beautifully or, or whatever. That, that's when you don't just, just hang your head and go, oh, shucks, thanks. You, you say, it's the, it's the favor of God. I, I prayed for you as a client. I prayed God would help me to get wisdom and have the right environment and the right situation. And you just you kind of kick it back up to God. And then God smiles and he kicks it back down to you. Genesis 15.1, the Lord spoke to Abraham and said, Do not be afraid, for I will protect you and reward you. Okay, here again, let me do quick definitions. Part of the blessing on Abraham is God said he would reward you. If you look up the word reward, it means literally compensation, salary, and payback. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's good. That's really good. How practical can God be? This is the blessing on Abraham. He said, I will give you compensation, salary, and payback. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said to Abraham, you will be great, abundant, increased, and multiplied. Mm -hmm. That's really good. So we don't have fear in life. We don't have to dread tomorrow. Mm -hmm. After every storm, God says there will be payback. There's going to be increase. There's going to be abundance. There's going to be multiplied salary. If you took a hit financially, you come back to God and say, through Jesus, I have the blessing of Abraham. And what you told Abraham was when he went through a storm afterwards, you would compensate him. So I receive that. Genesis 22, 17 and 18 says, I will multiply your descendants beyond number and your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. This was a phrase. The cities of your enemies was a phrase. It was a Jewish phrase that meant you will overcome 
anybody opposing you. Now this applies both within and without. Maybe what's opposing you is within, that you're insecure. You've got fears, you're paranoid, you've got lust issues, you're bitter, there's bitterness in your heart. Those are within, enemies within, and God's promise to Abraham was you'll overcome those. Maybe your enemies are without, and that may include somebody has slandered you at work, tried to make you look bad, tried to get you to lose your position. Maybe there's a disease attacking your body, that's an enemy from without. There's a, a relative trying to cheat you. There's a, there's a problem at work. God's promise to Abraham was that you would prevail and overcome the oh, gates, the authority of your enemies, both within and without. That's good. That's really good. And lastly, Galatians 3 says, Now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. Got that? Yes. Stop saying I'm not Jewish. Yes. This doesn't apply. Let me read this again. Now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. I'm reading and quoting the Bible. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Everything ever promised to Abraham is ours through Jesus. How do we do it? We don't cling to Abraham. We cling to the mediator. We cling to the go-between. We cling to Jesus and we get everything that was promised to Abraham. All right? What a blessing. Man, when Jacob blessed Joseph, he didn't just say, you get a car and all my furniture when I'm gone. What he promised him was almost... Sometimes when I read the Bible in my quiet time, my private time, sometimes I'll tell the Lord... This sounds so good to be true, I have trouble believing this. And, and this definitely qualifies for that. God speaking through Jacob, blessing his son Joseph, and said, listen, everything God said to your great-grandfather, your grandfather, and to me, it's all yours. You not only get a blessing over you, but everybody else. It's going to be good. It's going to be good.